What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a Tuck Rule Takes. This is episode 44, the James Ahedabo episode. As you heard last week, we mentioned it. We spoiled it. Spoiler alert, this is the James Ahedabo episode. If you are watching on YouTube, there is a third I'll person here. We'll back. get to him later. Uh, we will get to him later. As always, I am Mike Sully Sullivan. With me, my trusty Patriots Life partner, Liam. Liam, how are you doing? Oh, I'm living. Floating on air today. Feeling real good. There we go. Okay, floating on air. I like it. I like it. Uh, with us, I think this is sixth, seventh, eighth time on the show. Um, Big Al is with us from none other than Coach Guy Sports. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, Al, what's up? How you doing? I mean, listen, I know this is a Patriots podcast, but the Red Sox have got me so defeated <laughs> to the point where it's just insufferable that this is the earliest that I've been looking forward to Patriots season. So I can't wait for September 11th in Miami. So, but it's always always fun to be on with you guys. That's a weird. I can, I can see the pain in your eyes. Just that's a weird that, date like, to be excited for, Al. I just yeah, want to. Yes, yes. I I knew the I date do. would be a problem. I, wait I am September just 11th. psyched up for yes. September 11th. For, <laughs> football for purposes. Let's make sure that that's edited out. <laughs> yeah, gonna celebrate uh, the shit out my of my favorite that. holiday of the year, 9 <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. We talked before we started hitting record, um, the, the Red Sox, I think we need, we, even the Patriots could win like one game all year and it would still be better than, than what's going on with the Red Sox. You got Chris oh. sale getting hurt, riding a bike. Everybody's going on the IL every, mm-hmm. it's just bad Hold on. news all over. The Al, place. I heard a stat today. Has Chris yeah. sale only pitched in 11 games for us since the 2019 season. Chris That's Sale has made 11 games. starts between the 2020, 2021, and 2022 season. 55 Jesus. innings, right? I, th- I think that's the thing I saw. He, he's only pitched 55 innings or some so, shit like that. In a listen, season that's disgustingly long anyway. That's listen, so if you want to see if you want to see a 28, almost 29-year-old man lie on the floor and cry, keep doing what you guys are doing because other than that, <laughs> like I, I came here for some happiness, and yeah. this is just making me more depressed. Yeah. Okay. That's how we do it. We, <laughs> so, we want to push you down, bury you in sadness, yep. and then lift you back up with the hopes of Billy B. I was going to say, Jones. lay me down a bed of roses. Yeah, Break you down so we can build you back up, a la Bill Belichick. That's what we do. Um, <laughs> be, uh, well, actually, I do have a quick story. This might this might brighten your spirits a little bit. Um, so I told you guys. Does it involve good head? Um, no, it does not, unfortunately. <laughs> That's but, a shame. Um, Danny Woodhead, he, he, he's like our white whale of a guest. Um, white whale. Monday, I got called in for jury duty. Um, when I don't ha- have I either one of you done jury duty, yes, no, I always give some heinous excuse to leave. So I actually got summoned initially back in April. They sent a letter, um, and I I went in. I did the thing where I tried to push it out. I figured they'd just forget me with you know the billions of people. They didn't. Um, they they oh. hit me back up. They were like August eighth, we need you. So I was like, okay, I'm not gonna push it out. I'm just gonna go there. I probably won't even get picked. If I do, it'll be like a couple of days or whatever. So I had to be at the courthouse at seven thirty. Um, getting up, getting there was no no problem. I like to get places early and everything. Pull into the parking garage. Awesome spot. Now, here's where the day starts to get shitty. I normally just back into spots because it's just out of habit. You know, it's just, you know, you back into spots, you get to go, you pull right out. Um, apparently, there were signs oh, in the parking garage that said, do not back into spots. So oh, I back my. into the spot. Um, I, I also got my little ticket entering into the parking garage, which we're supposed to bring in. They stamp it. You get it validated. You don't have to pay the whatever, $8 per hour, whatever it happens to be. Um, so I typically like 
classic what I do. I wait till the very last minute to get out of my car. So now I'm actually rushing to get into the courthouse, even though I got nice. there at seven o'clock, 725. I'm like, shit, shit, shit. Got to go. Got to go. So I go in there. I forget my tag in the car to get validated. So when I go up there, I'm like, shit. I'm like, hey, I forgot my, my tag. I got to go back there and get it. They're like, okay, yeah. So what we'll do, check you in, run back out to the parking garage, get your thing, come back in. We'll stamp it. Okay, cool. Run back out to the garage the whole time. Like, you stupid idiot. Like, you dumbass. Like, I put it there. I had to stupid, make sure I wouldn't stupid. get it. Got it. Stamped it. Great. Ten minutes later, they go over on the intercom. This big, big room with a bunch of jurors everywhere. I think there must have been like 80, 90, 100 people in there. They were like, um, letting everybody know who parked in the parking garage. Uh, there were signs all in the parking garage not to back in. So if you did back in, we we recommend that you go um, that you go pull in because they're going to start giving citations. So my dumbass again, second time, had to leave the courthouse, walk to the parking garage, pull my car out, pull it in. It was fine. I didn't get a ticket or anything, but it's just the hassle of going in and out, in and out. And then when you come into the courthouse, you got to wait in the big line because they got to put you through the little. The, the thing. So I got to take the things out of my pockets. I brought a book, a water bottle, all yep. that stuff. A so knife. the people, the people at the thing must have, yeah. And I, the people at the thing must've been like, what is this idiot doing? Like I was probably on someone's list of like to watch this guy. Cause he keeps going into the courthouse, out of the courthouse in and out. <laughs> so I ended up getting there. The, the dress code, they didn't give you a dress code on the, on the envelope. It was really just kind Please of. Please tell me you rocked a sleeveless. Do what you want. So no, I didn't. I was thinking, I was like, fuck, I don't really have any dress pants. And I threw out a lot of my dress pants. I had to get new ones. So luckily I had one pair of dress pants. And I wore just a regular nice shirt, no like tie or anything. And then just like nice shoes. Right. I saw people it, from the, the range of looks, look, looks like they're, go, they're going to the gym wearing yoga pants, sandals, sweatshirts, then people dress like they're the ones in court. So I don't know what the like what the dress code is. But if I am in court and I see the jury come in and some dude comes in rocking like a Hawaiian shirt and like tie dye shorts with sandals, I'm going to be like, I want. How did we let this happen? I need another one to recount because I'm this is horrible. Jail. So, uh, so I'm sitting there, um, just everybody, it, it's a whole long process. It's like being the awkwardness of being in an elevator with a bunch of people, but imagine that in a giant room with like over a hundred people, no one wants to be there. No one's comfortable. Everybody would rather be doing something else. So my, uh, they, they call you in groups. First group of 50 got called, but then I was in the next group and it's 10, 15 at this point. So I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. I'm going to go in, get up, you know, get in, get off, get out, do my thing. Nice. We go up to the courtroom and they don't let us in initially. But yet when we get off the elevator, some little dumbass in front of me just strutted right into the courtroom, right into the courtroom. And I was like, hold it. He went in the 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 police officer because they don't have uh, bailiffs anymore. They're all police officers came out and he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, you almost got shot. Like, why are you just rushing in a courtroom in what? In what world do you rush into a courtroom? Um, but they came out and they said, hey, the, the courtroom reporter is actually not here right now. You know, a little mix up. So we're going to delay this a little bit. Uh, we're going to need you guys to come back at 1.30. Mind you, it's 10.15. They want me to come back at 1.30. We can't really leave because we, if we leave the parking garage, they won't validate the ticket anymore. So we can't leave anywhere. You can't really like walk around because it's raining. So I had to sit, go back downstairs, sit in that room for three and a half hours. And as I'm sitting there, I think it got to 1130 and someone came over the intercom and they were like, well, if you haven't been picked for a, or, or if your group hasn't gone yet, you can all go home. It's an early day for you all. Not us. 
not us. So we go back up there at 1.30. No. I don't end up leaving until 5.30. I didn't Ish. even get picked to be a juror. That's the part that, that okay. kills me. So, so now, now I don't feel bad for you. And here's why. Because when I served on jury duty, I got picked to be in an actual case. Now, How long was it? How long was the case? Oh, I was there the whole day. So, so if you'll allow me, I mean, mine was not as bad as yours, but basically it was the same thing. And if you want to finish yours, finish yours first, and then I can go after I just didn't the, know if you had any the only, the, the only thing that I had to finish with it was when we went back in, it was uh, it, it wasn't even a criminal case. It was a civil case. And I, it, it, it wasn't interesting. I don't think like by law, I can talk about it. It was not interesting whatsoever. The case, like it had to do with the gas station. Nothing was interesting about it. When, no when, armed robbery or anything? When we, no, nothing at all. When we went in, because th- the judge will ask you questions, you know, is there any reason that you think that you can't serve on this on this thing? Right. You know, because this case was going to go till Friday. It was going to be a four day case. Wow. So everybody, the excuses you hear these people say. One one lady put her hand up and she was like, um, I'm actually a, a single mom and I work at McDonald's. So th- it was like she Googled what to say to try to get out of it. And she was like, this is going to be a financial hardship for me. Um, so I don't I, I just don't think that I can do this. And the judge was like, um, OK, thank you. You know, if you if you were sick, would would you still you know be able to take time off and all that stuff? She was like, yeah. And the judge was like, OK, thank you. Someone else was like, I have to pay my college to or my college dues or whatever, or my school payments on Friday. So, you know, that might distract me from being a juror. And the judge went, did you how how long have you known that you need to get the money by Friday? And he was like, oh, for months. The judge was like, OK, so would you being here impact you getting that money? The, guy, the kid was like, well, no. And the judge was like, OK, we I appreciate your uh, your opinion. Uh, anybody else? The the excuses that people try to use to get out of jail. Uh, I'm always crazy. one of those. I'm always like, I'm a cop or I'm a criminal. Or I was kind of just like, just you don't just, want. Well, Liam, you do. might not want to say you're a criminal when you're in a court courthouse. There, bud. That that yeah, might not no. be the best. No, because you strategy. might. I'm not worried about it. I hacked up a family of five for the match. Just stay. get me out of jury duty. So, all, all it did at the end, they end up sending us back out, brought us back in. As they bring us in, they were just like, okay, if we say your name, your your jury number, step up and go into the thing. They started rattling off names. And I'm like, holy shit, they're picking the jury right now. So in my head, I'm like, don't say 77. Don't say 77. Every number that came up, he was like, 68. Uh 6022. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. He's going to say it. It got to the point where I was like, I'm either going to be the last one or I'm not going to get picked. Said all these numbers. Then he was like, everybody else, you're good to go. The sigh of relief in that courtroom from like the people who didn't get picked was amazing. So it was just, it, it was just a nightmare for me a whole day. I got $15 though. So I got paid to be there. So that was cool. But, um, but yeah, it went, it was, yeah, 15 bucks on a, on a cool little debit card. And I got my parking validated because I got the tag out of the car. Okay. Uh, Al, what was your story? So it's not as much of a story, but it's just like, so when I served jury duty, I was, I think I was a senior in college. This was back in like 2017. It was like the, like toward the middle of my senior year. I get called in. I get called into a place about 35, 40 minutes away when there was a there was a courthouse 10 minutes away that I could have gotten called into. So whatever. That's great. I brought my mom along with me because I'm thinking like you, Mike. I'm like, you know what? We'll get that's out. We'll, we'll make it a day. Quick. You know, it'll be quick. Sure enough. And God bless my mother. One of the best family, ladies. Family bonding at the courthouse. I love it. That's oh, it's horrible. no, she was in the car. She waited in the car. Oh, what a saint of a woman. And so I get called in. 
obviously they, you know, Mike, I don't know if they did this for you, but they play like the video and like, you know, oh, this yeah, is your the, video, yeah. the whole shebang. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And so then they call me into the case. They call all of us in. I get my number called. I'm like, great. It, I forget what the case was. I know by law, you're not supposed to, it was like, it, it was like minor. I think it involved like drinking or something like i don't even remember nice but i'll say my mine was someone slipped and fell at a gas station she was suing the gas station so so now you can say yours so now if we get okay in trouble, i, I think it was i think it was like a, a it might have been a drunk driving thing i don't know i don't remember it exactly it was five five years ago keep in mind but we get in there we go in the deliberation room thank god it took like 10 minutes we were all just like yep guilty guilty yep okay perfect and then we get out i had to waste the whole day on it and it was just it was brutal in the sense that you have to drive far away. My poor mother's in the car waiting for me. And it was just like, it, it, but here's the thing too. I think with jury duty, they say you have to serve it every like three, four years, if I'm not mistaken. I don't believe that. I think that that no. is, that's a bunch of hogwash. I've never because served I haven't it gotten once. called since. Yeah. No. I've never served it once. They called me once. I was like, I think OJ's innocent. They were like, get out of here. I was like, Sweet. <laughs> it, it's just crazy. In the last, I think probably like two years, me, my wife, and my father-in-law have all been called to go to jury duty. It's like a, it's a. They're targeting wild, Sullivan's. Yeah, they are. Like I think I got my thing like um, five months after my wife went, and then, but like a couple weeks after we found out her dad got his. So I don't know. Because you have a basic ass last name, they're not going to call McDade or Nahigan. They're going to call. I us. I thought I was a shoe in to get picked because I wasn't putting my hand up for any crazy, any crazy, you know, things that might make me not do it. I looked normal. I was like, they're gonna they're gonna pick me because well, I would, like knew it. But then I was like, holy shit! They did. They actually picked someone that was like, I actually have a cis have a have a a, a syndrome where it's a it's similar to 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 irritable bowel to irritable bowel syndrome where. I actually have to take shots for it. And the judge was like, okay. And then, cause the guy was like, I actually have an appointment set up tomorrow. The judge was like, when's that appointment? The guy was like, ah, oh, I think around like, you know, 1230 one ish. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, how do you not know what time the, appointment? if you're going to lie, lie, be better. sell it, like, sell it. Come on. Yeah. And then yeah. they end up getting picked. So I was like, ha you, you suck. stupid fucks. Go shit in the jury, the jury room. Uh, oh, don't make fun of the, the dude with the um, syndrome if he's shitting everywhere. I don't even Come think on. he had it. I don't even think he had yeah, it. He looks so. normal. And then, and yes. then the people, the, the the last thing, then we're getting into training again. The yeah. Spanish people were playing up so bad that they couldn't speak that they couldn't speak English. Oh, and I know I that because I heard Absolutely. them talking English outside the thing. They yeah. were like, because uh, one of the people were like, um, my English not so good. Half <laughs> the of them are English like, teachers. They're in there like Como te llamas. <laughs> Oh, it was crazy. It was, it was crazy. But uh, yeah, I guess for the, for, I'm, I'm off for the next year, the next year I, 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 I don't have to do it. So that's, You're free. that's good. We that's served good. our duty. Liam, you still got to do yours. My yeah, civic duty, which me. is, which is crazy that they still think that us civilians should be judging any yeah. case for no. anything. They um, know better than to pick me. They, uh, yeah, yeah, no, they should know better than, than to pick anybody on this, on this zoom. On this call. Um, but the reason we are here, Training camp. I think today is actually the last day of training camp. If I, um, or, or, or like the last padded practice or something like that. There have been 11 practices, including today. So far as we speak, it is August 9th. Um, Al, Liam and I have kind of spoke about it a little bit. Um, kinda. not, not great news coming out about the offense, uh, defense, I guess has been 
torching them. That was one of the words that I saw. Um, Christian Barmore has been a menace. He was a menace today. Him and David Andrews got into a little scuffle. They got kicked out of uh, practice, um, which I love. I think everybody loves uh, training camp fights. I know uh, Edelman and Gilmore had one, you know, notoriously back in the day. Yeah. Um, But before before we kind of we all kind of talk, Al, what because you haven't spoken on this platform about what you think about what's going on down in Foxborough. Are you worried? What's your panic level? Is the is the panic button out yet? Are you dusting it off? Are you like everybody freaking out, or are you leaning more towards the side of other people where it's like ah, it's training camp? And Al, before you talk, I told him about how we went to training camp, how Jalen Mills picked off Mac Jones just using the the little padded that, 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 gloves the that they the pillows. So so I already demonstrated the defense is crushing it. Okay, so I will say this. I'm worried, but I'm not worried necessarily about the players because the players that are in place are good. Mac Jones going into his second year, he's going to make a big jump because of his IQ and because of his style of play. Not worried about that. They upgraded the receiving game. You got speed in Tyquan Thornton, the rookie. You got a physical presence in Devontae Parker, along with guys like Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar, who I still think bold take could get cut. I don't know why. Okay. I just, Whoa. Whole, whole, I that's actually the whole upward. reason we had you on out, just so you could say that. <laughs> just so just so I could get Liam angry. Liam, it's Moody payback. Is it's Moody payback. Is. It's payback for the beginning of the episode. But anyway. Insubordinate and churlish. <laughs> Listen, you didn't go in the courtroom. Asset you can't nine, say that. Asset 10, <laughs> But, and you have the two tight ends, obviously. Hunter Henry, who came off a really good year last year. John Smith down here. Here's where I'm worried. The person that's calling the plays behind the offense, Matt Patricia. Now, I understand that coaching is coaching. It is what it is. I am just not comfortable in the fact that, especially in Mac Jones' first year without Josh McDaniels, that you have a guy that's a defensive-minded coach coming in calling the plays on offense. Now, if Joe Judge was the guy that was calling offensive plays more, I'd be like, all right, he's an offensive-minded kind of guy. He's worked with quarterbacks, you know, stuff like that. Or not even worked with quarterbacks. Not successful ones, but. But he still has. good ones. He still knows how to work with a quarterback and he'll actually, he'd actually have a good quarterback to work with. So that's my main worry. The fact that the defense is playing well, that's a great sign because all the, all the time in training camp, that was the big question. What is the defense going to look like? And if the defense is doing well against a Patriot style of offense, that means that the linebackers are faster on the field. That means that the corners are actually coming into their own guys like Marcus Jones, et cetera. And obviously you have, you know, the pass rush, which hopefully with guys like Barmore going into a second year, Matt Judon, second year with the Patriots, you know, and Lawrence Guy up the middle, that is actually not a bad defense and a defense that can compete. Now they have to do it against probably a little better offenses. Like if you do that against like the Bills or the Browns with their weapons or whoever, then you're really in business. But still, it's a good sign. And I, like I said, the one main worry I have is Matt Patricia calling the offense because there's been a lot of holes in training camp with a lot of bad reception from Boston sports media. But then again, they overblow everything. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think yeah. you're Rand underselling over. the defense here a little bit. A defense that can compete. We saw, oh, that's annoying. A six game stretch. 1 800. 1 800. How can I help you? Jury duty. It's jury duty. They're calling you. They it heard is. you talking really... about them. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, the, the defense though, I think, yeah, like, like Liam was saying, the defense is really the, that should be the team that should be doing well. Right. 
That's a team that needs to step up. That's a team that needs to step up. Yeah, because they're the ones that have more questions coming in. But they they crushed it all last year. Like, that's the least of my worries. What did Bill, you know, lose a touch in his defensive calling? No. That's the thing. But hold on, Liam, they really crushed it in the – Division in the wild card game, they gave up 47 okay. points. The and last didn't force three the games were apart. terrible. The I'm last just saying. three games were terrible. I'm just saying. And I think, terrible. and I think that out that the the last three games or the last three four, however many you want to say, three pretty much after bucks. the bye week, yeah, that has not only leaked into why people for some reason think this defense ranked second overall last year by the time yeah. the year was over. Even with their shitty end and obviously the the uh, the playoff game against the Bills, but I think that's also why people in the whole Mac Jones thing we've talked about this too, Liam. It's it's just people forget that Mac Jones is actually pretty damn good because of how the overall team was to end the year. They didn't end it on a high note, you know. They didn't lose to the to the Bills in the playoffs in like a competitive, you know, back and forth game. They got yeah. you know they got they got shit with crushed, but and, and it's just the the defense is. Is still so good, so good, and you just have those players that are getting better, better. Ronnie Perkins, who actually, I, I swear he's gonna get cut. He's gonna he get is. cut. Probably. Um, Sorry, Mike, but, but he's gonna get cut. Yeah, no, that I will. We've already. I will die when that happens. But like everybody else is playing. Like Marcus Jones, the guy we drafted, playing really good. John Jones playing really well. Jalen Mills, I guess, is standing out. Um, safeties, safeties are fine. Not worried about them. Up the middle, you even mentioned it, Barmore and everything. I feel like people aren't giving this defense the credit it deserves because of, like you said, Liam, the recency bias, the bad taste it has it, you know, it left in everybody's yeah. mouth. The defense is so, so good. And if it was on the, if, if the roles were reversed and the offense was torching the defense, everybody in the media would be saying, Oh my God, Belichick didn't build the defense, right? The offense is, it's like, there's no, there's no thinking like, Hey, maybe like, you know, this team, this defense is just really good. Maybe the offense isn't, horrible you know they are also installing a brand new offense out like you said you know with um with matt patricia at the helm you know no one knows how he's going to do so he's kind of a kind of a question mark but like i just it comes down to do you have faith in bill belichick for believing what people can do or seeing what someone can do and putting them in the right position he's done that damn near better than anybody who's ever been in the nfl so i tend to lean on the side where i'm not worried but it's just the way people are talking. It's like you might as well forfeit the season. The offense isn't going to be able to do anything. Like, like, like you said, Al, like the Boston sports page are so dramatic. You know, the, they'll see one thing and hinge on to it. And it'll become the dire reason why the Pats will win five games next year. And it's like, all right, chill the fuck out. Like we've only been it's the training camp. Let's take a deep breath here. Eleven is, practices. Yeah. It's so absurd. That's what drives me crazy about the media. And that's the thing too, right? And our friend Maddie B said it to me in a text message when we were talking about it earlier today. They haven't played a game yet. They have not played a single game yet. They're playing the Giants on preseason game. Yeah, right. They haven't played a preseason game. They're playing against the Giants on Thursday. Who, let's face it, the Giants have like a, a, at best, slightly mediocre roster. Yeah. But like, let's just call it like it is. So maybe that's the conference that the offense needs. I mean, Who's to say Mac Jones doesn't go out for a series or two in the first preseason game, goes right down the field. Even if it's just a field goal, at least that gives your offense the confidence that you can yep. run this new scheme and then you can develop it more and more so you get ready for week one at Miami. 
Yeah, just what? something. And, and, and the reporters are saying it. I think I've seen multiple reports from multiple different people where they're like, if, if the team or the coach is worried about the offense, they're not showing it. And it's like, yeah, the, so if the team isn't worried other than, you know, Mac Jones saying like, you know, we need to get communication down. We just need to, you know, develop the new offense with us and everything. If the team doesn't seem too wor- overly worried about it, why all of a sudden is everybody else freaking out? And I think it just comes back to the outlook around this team ever since the whole, probably ever since Cam Newton came in, Brady left, Mac Jones, people wanted Justin Fields. The outlook by fans around this team has been overly negative for no reason. And I think you're starting to see people who, and I, I don't even want to, I don't even want to say, say his name, but you're starting to see people who were a little bit more Brady fans than they were Patriots fans. Now that Brady's gone, it's like, we still got to root for the Patriots, but it's like, I don't really like Bill Belichick because he got rid of air quotes, like my guy. So like, they're still my team, but I don't like the coach. So I'm going to be a little bit more critical. And I'm not saying you can't be critical, but like, it's it's the preseason, like you guys said. They haven't yeah. played a game. They're installing a brand new offense. If that, I would. I, I don't care who is at the helm. I wouldn't expect a team to be, you know, hitting on all cylinders against their own defense, who probably knows a little bit more of the ins and outs of the offense than a regular defense would be. Who they're going to be playing, like the Giants or the Dolphins or anything. So it's just it's just weird. I'd rather see the defense get hot anyway than the offense, to yeah. be honest with you. Let, let me let me ask you guys this question. I don't know if you talked about this in past episodes, so if you did, forgive me. Why do you think that there was a need, like a dire need to really change the offense when you think about it, most of the personnel from last year is back. Mac Jones is back. Stevenson yep. and, ha- and Damian Harris are back. Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, they're all back. The two tight ends are back. The offensive line for the most part is back with the exception of Cole Strange who got drafted in the first round of the draft this past year. So why do you guys think that there was a need to really change this offense, especially when Mac Jones grasped it so well in his rookie year? I think it's natural progression. Like uh, you got always got to build like Tom Brady, the offense that he ran when they went to the Super Bowl and beat the Rams. Yes. They, but they didn't unleash the full package. They gave Tom Brady, you know, these are 20 plays that you feel very comfortable with. And we're going to run the shit out of the ball in between those 20 plays that you feel comfortable with his second year. They're like, all right, now let's change from a, a lot of slants to Troy Brown to let's push it down the field a little bit. We got David Patton who can stretch the field and eventually you're just constantly building on what you learned so mac jones in his first year we're going to get you solid at the short passing game which was a huge criticism mac jones can't throw the ball deep he can't make a second read blah blah, blah. he's too used to from everyone media yeah, and from fans everyone yep. so why like not Al- add in so why not add in wrinkles then as opposed to coming up with something entirely brand new well it, it's a completely different system there's no josh mcdaniels there anymore either it is going to be right. a completely different system this is like uh it's a new for the entire patriots organization because josh mcdaniels has been there and then left and then came back and he's been there for as long as we can remember even when he left it mm-hmm. it was like he wasn't really gone in a sense but yeah, now so it's still like the same uh, offense kind of it was yeah, yeah. so now it's kind of like all right we got a quarterback who's halfway athletic like matt can run he'll get he'll get you a first down when no one's open, I, I believe he has some decent athleticism to him. So now they're like, all right, we'll cater it to his strengths, but we also have a loaded backfield with uh, the best pass catching running back in the league. We got two bruisers in Ramondre and Damian Harris. And now hopefully they use the two tight ends. There's just more potential to move up that we didn't see last year. The running game on full form last year, that was 
the Patriots running game at its peak, but we did not see utilization of our two stud top paid tight ends. We certainly didn't see enough action from our wide receivers, not a single thousand yard receiver. Jacoby Myers can do more in the touchdown department. If you look across the board on the offense, Besides the running backs, everyone can do a little more. Mac Jones can throw for a little more touchdowns and a little less picks. Jacoby Myers, a little more touchdowns. And now Kendrick Bourne was so close to 1,000 yards. Now let's get him to 1,000 yards. Nellyville, let's get him in space more often. It's stuff like that where you just build – and there's going to be injuries. I don't think Nelly's going to get cut because Devontae Parker's going to get hurt. It's a guarantee. I would One of those two are going to get it. hurt. Yeah, Between somebody's Nelly going to get hurt. Devontae. And when that happens, now you have wide receivers that will step up in their place and be fine. We still have Christian Wilkinson, who's big balling. Mm-hmm. Big balling. Yeah, so I, I still love him. I – I agree with what, yeah, I think it all just kind of happened at the same time. Cause, cause your question now was basically just like, why, why the big change? Like why the big offense, it seems like everything is changing with the offense, like the whole philosophy, all that stuff. I think it all, it was the perfect storm of McDaniels was leaving. Brady was leaving that style of offense really doesn't, I mean, you can see it doesn't play anymore in the NFL unless you have someone like Tom Brady. And even when you have someone like Tom Brady, we saw with his last year here, it was, I mean, granted, he was halfway out the door anyway, his last year here. Um, You know, he, he didn't want to be here. He was too busy flirting with, you know, what's his name? Yeah. Yeah. Flirting with the dolphins over the phone. Um, (laughs) But it just, I, I think it was just the perfect storm of Belichick kind of saw. He was like, McDaniels is leaving. We can't run that same offense. Let's kind of switch it up a little bit. We have, we have different types of players now. Like you, you just can't really run that same offense you have for the last 20 plus years with Tom Brady. Now I know you can like do, do some wrinkles and stuff in it kind of like they, they did a little bit last year, but I think it's just, it's one of those things where Belichick was probably looking and it's like, like, yeah, sure. We can throw some more, you know, some more audibles, some more wrinkles, some more, you know, movement, things like that in there. But if McDaniels isn't here, like I'm bringing in all new people, like let's, let's just kind of move forward and change things. And I think it's a vote of confidence, how he, what he, for what he has in the team that he believes that they can handle a complete system change. And I mean, you even have people like Kendrick Bourne saying that it's kind of the same. It's just different terminology. Um, Things are a little different. Like Mac Jones saying that, you know, we're almost there. We just need to get that 2%. Um, which I love that statement where he's like, you know, we just need to, he said it last year too, where it's like, we just need to get 2% better at everything. And then we'll, you know, be just like I said, like little jumps. I think at some point the offense had to change. Like every offense changes at some point in high school. We, the offense we ran in football, severely outdated. It worked in like the sixties, didn't work in the seventies, didn't work in the eighties, the nineties, not the two thousands, certainly not the 2010s. And the coaches just never changed it. We were terrible and teams knew what we were running. At some point, the Patriots have to change their offense a little bit. Would you rather do it Max second year or his 10th year? And it's like, at some point, call a spade a spade, cut your losses early. Not that it's losses because it works. But you can you have an opportunity to make a more dynamic offense tailored around a quarterback who, hey, we're going to build the system around you while you're young. You can take all this information in and build better habits while you're young. Let's make this completely your offense. What offense did your high school run? Uh, the wing T. It was fucking terrible. Wow. Two, two running backs and a fullback in the background, backfield. It was so terrible. A constant jet sweeps. 
every team knew what was coming. We barely passed the ball. If we did, it was a waggle play, which never worked and never gained you more than eight yards. It was awful. Yeah, no, that's outdated. Yeah, that's it was really bad, like really bad. If it makes you feel any better, my high school ran the triple option. That's sick. That's cool. I would much rather that. Like I would like to see the Patriots run the triple option. Um (laughs) Al, Al, do you think this do you think if McDaniels say he ended up staying for Mm -hmm. however long, two, three, four more years or whatever, do you think that the offense would be going through this same change? Or do you think that it would kind of be more of the same? Because if it was more of the same, you likely wouldn't get this. Cause I guess they're running more spread style offense at practice, like more and yep. more with each coming day. And I guess they're a little bit more successful with that or like, you know, they're at least throwing it in there more. So I'm excited about that. But do you think that, that the offense would have stuck in that same like holding pattern, kind of like spinning its tires, or do you think that they still would have done this regardless of who was here? I think it would have been more of the same, but with different wrinkles thrown in. And I think that would have just been, you know, because Mac Jones is in year two and there's more that he can do, you know, and I'm just using this as an example, you know, if you want to run slants down the middle, you know, and that's something you didn't want to do last year. That's something you can add in. If you want to do, you know, stop and go routes, whatever it is. I'm just, again, I'm just throwing examples out there, but if you wanted to do that, then, you know, that's again, things that you can do now because Mac Jones has a year of reading NFL defenses under his belt. So I think it would have been more of the same, but you could have thrown in, little different things that would have been probably easier to pick up as opposed to a whole new system. How big of a loss is Josh McDaniels? I think he's a decent loss considering that he was one of the mainstays besides Belichick in this coaching staff. I go back and forth. I think it's tough. There were a lot of bitching about Josh McDaniels runs on third and 10. I'm sure that's where Mike was going with this. (laughs) This was a big topic because me and Mike weren't too worried about it. We weren't psyched. We didn't like it. We would come on here. We were criticized. But then we also took the same Bill Belichick standpoint. We're like, God damn it. This offense won us, you know, three Super Bowls. So who are we to complain? He can run it on every third and long. We don't care because it's one of Super Bowls. But that was a huge criticism. I remember Again, our friend Matty B flipping out, calling for Josh McDaniels to be fired. Hates hates Josh McDaniels. Hates him. So I understand it's a big loss, and I think it's a pretty sizable loss, like you said. But I go back and forth where it's like, is it addition by subtraction? Uh, Maybe, but, you know, it's up for interpretation. We'll see. Yeah, I I, th- I think it's just change. And, and I know people are saying like, oh, well, you know, you're taking a coach away from Mac in his second year. Let, let First, it, it was his first year. So let's not act like the guy was with Mac Jones forever. Also, how how many people on this offense did Josh McDaniels coach for that long? Like he, yeah. he didn't coach Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry that much. Um, he coached Jacoby Myers for a few years. Um, Kendrick Bourne for a year. Like Devontae Parker, he never coached him. Like the offensive line, he didn't really have much to do with that. Like there isn't really like I the, the more I think about it, McDaniels really only had Max, what, three years with anybody in particular on the offense, you know, and that that would be Jacoby Myers. Um, yeah. and you know, Nikhil Harry, if you want to count him when he was here. But Not like really. it so <laughs> the the whole thing of him being a loss, I think it's people might be second guessing it because it's just change. It's a big change. Cause it's a, it's an offensive Your entire system is changing now, but I don't think we need to worry about it in the sense where it's like, Oh my God, like now, like the continuity and, and everything of the offense, because like I said, McDaniels didn't really coach a lot of people on this offense for that long. So I don't yeah. think that there's going to be that, like that, 
like weird, like, oh my God, now there's a whole new person in the room. And like, I don't know who to go to because like, it, it's not like, you know, if Bill Belichick leaves, that's different. Belichick has yeah, been around um, then the house every single now. player for so long. Yeah. But you're talking about an offensive coach. Like he wasn't really around that long with the guys that are here. It's a, it's definitely, it's a question mark. Anytime you have a question mark on a team that you want and the expectations are so high as they should be, um, yeah. it, it's always going to be a, some sort of a worry. And like, don't get me wrong, seeing this offense, like not kill it in practice. I'm kind of like, oh shit, like, come on. But I am in no real sense of the word, like worried because there's still four preseason games, actual yeah. games. And I mean, I don't think that we've ever, you know, whenever the Patriots have done well in the preseason, no one's ever been like, or, you know, other than like us just like shooting the shit. No one's ever been like, they're doing so well. They're going to kick ass. Oh my God. They're going to go, you know, 11 and uh, 11 and five, well, 11 and six now, you know, 12 and six, uh, 12 and five, whatever. Um, Cause of the 17 games keeps throwing me off. But yet whenever the team kind of stumbles in preseason, it's like, should we be sounding the alarm for the new England Patriots? And it's, yeah. it's a, uh, and I get it. I understand that in media, you have to have those like those headlines. You have to have that type of uh, whatever, but it's tiring. It's tiring. It seems like half the people it that is. cover this team don't like them and half the fans don't even want to be fans anymore. You know what I mean? So with this offense and let's use a hypothetical, cause I kind of hope where this is that this is where this is going. We passed the ball a lot more this year. How much confidence do you guys have in this wide receiver core? If it is a spread offense, Max, the only one in the backfield, the defense knows it's going to be a pass. They're airing it out. How confident are you in Kendrick Bourne, Devontae Parker when he's playing, Jacoby, of course, he's a stud, and then my man, Nelly, and, of course, the two tight ends. The, the, the first three guys that you said I'm very confident in, you know, Kendrick Bourne's a guy that has been spending a lot of time in the offseason with Mac Jones and making sure that they're developing the chemistry. Like, they're, they're really good friends now. You know, and I think that that's big at the NFL level where you have to have chemistry with who I think arguably could be your number one receiver this year in yep. Kendrick Bourne. Devontae Parker, I'm sure you guys have said it, and I've said it to people I've talked to. He's the Nikhil Harry that we've always wanted, except a lot better, obviously. Yes. I know the, the – in, the in, the, <laughs> He actually panned out. Yes, the injury history is there. I get that. But if he's healthy, he's going to be good. And then Jacoby Myers is a guy that, you know, I'm not saying he's exactly like Edelman because nobody's Julian Edelman. He's in a class of his own, but he's fitting into that, you know, slot receiver type of role. And that's a role. Welker Edelman mold. Yep. And, and that's fine. You know, now Aguilar, I know you love him that much. And I I know you, when you get on your guys, you don't want to hear any criticisms, but guess what? You know, the criticism with Nelson Aguilar, he's a guy that sometimes, he gets those butterfingers going, you know, if he has it's every other game, year, though, this every is other his year. year. He's going to have another career year. It's every great. Other and then year. he leaves after one year. That's great. So but, like, but it doesn't matter. He will be fantastic for us in this upcoming season. I know it. I know it. I would take out a second mortgage, bet the entire thing on Nelson Aguilar to ball out this year. How many touchdowns do you think he has? Six. Six touchdowns glorious wow. touchdowns at that not they're not just touchdowns like oh he scored like oh my god what a score like screaming announcers going crazy people's brains melting out of their ears because he juked out 11 guys to get to the end zone i'm talking scores didn't he have max first touchdown reception ever damn right yep. he did that's what i thought yeah okay. he did because he he's a baller that's how he does he gets open we'll see i i don't think i'm that i'm so if 
talking about just like the skill of the wide receivers, I mean, they're not going to go out there and consistently beat people, you know, one-on-one. I don't think the Patriots have had wide receivers that can do that. They've had, you know, a few here, Randy Moss, Julian Edelman to an extent as well. But like, I don't, I I guess I, I might just be a jaded Patriots fan. I'm never expecting the receivers to go out there and just physically consistently beat their guy one-on-one. I think it's always kind of a scheme type of a thing. Don't get me wrong. I think that Bourne can, I think Myers is a great route runner. He can do it. Devontae Parker. We'll see how he is. If he can play how he plays where he goes up, you know, high, high points, the ball does all that stuff. Um, My boy, Tyquan Thornton, who has been killing it, killing yeah we haven't mentioned him in training Thornton. Thornton is my I, I think he was the one I picked out of the draft who I thought was gonna have the best year other than yeah. Cole Strange right I think that's who he did yeah. yeah so I mean God forbid he contributes I mean that that's another burner the people all the reporters the one the one of the few good things I've seen them saying is that his speed you can really see it on the field yes. so who knows um but I, I let's just say almost I feel similar about the Patriots wide receivers as I do their corners where I'm not worried about them. I don't think that they'll lose games, but I, I I'm hesitant to put too much pressure on them to strictly win games. You know, we're like similar to the defense. I expect far more guy Judon to cause havoc up front, you know, so that makes their job a little bit easier, similar to the wide receivers. I expect Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, James White, Pierre Strong, who's having a good um, training camp, I guess. I expect them to make it a little easier on the receivers as well. So, you know, the 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 linebackers might bite a little bit. The safeties can't creep. Like, you know, it's it's kind of a whole a whole machine there that works together. So Because not... if we're looking at this objectively, like if the Patriots wide receiver core, like everyone we just talked about, tight ends included, were all on the 49ers and we had like the 49ers receiving core or something like that. We would look at the 49ers and be like, well, that's not a very impressive receiving core. We'd probably say like middle of the road, maybe out of 30 teams, they're probably like the 14th, 13th yeah, at most. Yeah. yeah 14, best, 13, 14, best wide receiver core. But mm-hmm. because they're on the Patriots and because we have such high expectations and we think and know Bill is going to coach the shit out of them, we're going to put them in a place to succeed, we have higher expectations than if they were on any of the other 29 teams. We have completely different opinions because they're on the Patriots. And Devontae Parker, who we just got, who's a stud, is also a huge question mark because he's had great years and then he's had no-show years where he's always hurt. So. Even our newest additions are a no-show. Like Hunter Henry, killing it with the touchdowns. That's our, like, one bright spot. I think other teams look at that and go, yep, that's a stud. And then that's Holy shit, yeah. I I completely forgot about bringing them up. I mean, if if, if Jonu Smith, you know, actually plays to – to what we think he can be. You put those two tight ends with the receivers and everything. Um, That's part of why I'm just not worried about the offense. I just have faith they'll figure it out. Now, if they don't figure out this new offense, sound the alarm, completely new story. I don't, that's a totally different thing, but I just, I can't envision a world where they don't figure it out. Now I'm not saying this is going to be like a top five offense. Like I don't think, that that this offense is even set up to be that. I think that this team's going to be more of your. They want to beat the crap out of you on defense, run the ball down your throat, but still now be able to open it up and still be able to do play action. I mean, God, Liam, how many times last season were we just begging for more play action? You know, I mean that that Bills game when they only threw the ball three times, it was like if you if you call a play action here, 
you were going to get the most wide open person you've ever seen. And and they didn't do it. I mean, don't get me wrong. They end up winning that game. Um, But, but But like 20, 30 runs in, but no pass in sight. Like you throw one play action pass. The defense will be clueless. They'll be like, all right, they'll run again. And then of course, defense is in their own head. It's one of those things where it's like the potential is there. Let me say two things real quick. Number one, for what it's worth, John Smith has gotten the most targets in training camp so he far. He has. So that, and so that, me and Al were blown away. Yep, and that, sh- and that shows you that they're trying to get John Smith, you know, more involved in this offense. Let me get you guys excited with something real quick. We're going to play a little game here. It's like a, a, a one-minute game. Games. I like jo- this. Joe Burrow last year. What number year was he going into the NFL last year in 2021? His second year. Second yep. year. Okay. What year was Jamar Chase going into his NFL career last year? Oh, my God. Uno. Oh, my God. So First, excited. let's think about this. Mac Jones, what number year is he going into? Oh, God. Number two. Number two. Second. And then Tyquan Thornton, what year is he going into? Number one. Do with that what his you first will. First year. Uh, I will. You are reaching. Do with that what you will. You I'm not saying it's a material. Hold on. Hey, 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 hey. Back. Well, actually, you both have backwards hat, but, you know, guy on the bottom of my screen. Hold on a second. I'm not saying that they're going to be quite like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase because those are two exceptional talents, but I'm just chemistry-wise. Oh, there we go. Chemistry-wise, I don't know what can happen. You don't okay. know? They don't were know. Joe Burrow. I, I love Mac Jones, but Joe Burrow is Jesus. He is the, the next coming of the next great quarterback, the greatest College just football got his pancreas season by a quarterback. Just got his pancreas yeah. I, I didn't Which, say I didn't say talent. I didn't say no, talent. I know, but I'm saying play on the field. He's still not as good as Joe. In Joe Burrow, Matt Jones can be Joe Burrow. Can okay. I, I don't think Joe Burrow was like spectacular last year, like blowing everyone away. He threw like no. two touchdowns a game. Like he wasn't crazy, but his talent, skill, and the fact that he already had chemistry with Jamar Chase in the best college football season ever takes a lot for me to say that because I'm a big Vince Young guy. But the fact that they already had the chemistry, Jamar Chase is a head and shoulders better wide receiver than Taekwon. It's There's no no comparison. That's just, that's just circumstance. We could also say that about uh, Trey Lance and whatever rookie wide receiver that they drafted or, you know, whatever. I think the um, – who was it? The, the Bears got a rookie wide receiver too. He's probably going to suck, and they have a second-year quarterback. Like the, that's just numbers. I think that's a huge reach. There's no connection. Well, Al, I like what you were going for. Um, Thank you. I I, I, think it. um, I think it's ludicrous. Thank you, Michael. Uh, real quick, going to go around the horn real quick. Just want a quick, if you're worried or not, and then Al, I have one more fun fact or a fun question that's going to be a fun fact for you that I asked Liam last week about an old Patriots player. Uh, okay. We'll start with Liam. Liam, scale of one to ten. Now with the next preseason game, pretty much everything being over, we're going into preseason games. How worried are you about this offense going into the going into the season? Scale of one to ten. Ten being, you know, sound the alarm, panic button, get Josh McDaniels back. One one being not even not yeah. even on my radar. Well, first off, I'm going to the game on Thursday. So I will be watching closely at this offense and especially this defense. I've always been a defensive guy, but I will be watching both both very carefully on a scale of one to 10. I mean, I'm a seven. Like I, th- I, th- I rest on my laurels that they're going to be good. Like they're going to be good, but they're not going to be spectacular is my worry, or they're not going to be great. Or Mac Jones has, 
you know, a sophomore slump in a sense, and maybe throws, what was he, 23 touchdowns last year? Something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah maybe, I think so. Maybe like 20 touchdowns and like one more pick this year or one last pick or something like that, where it's, you know, it's great or it's good, but it's not, you know, better than last year. That's my worry, where it's like just slightly behind. But then again, we have all these weapons. It would have to be catastrophic for that to happen in my mind. So I'm a seven just because I think there's room for error. Al, same question. One to 10. Where are you? I'm, I'm not as much as Liam yet. I'm only at like a three or a four right now. You know, I, I'm a guy that I'm a guy that I need to see it actually run on the field first yeah. against an actual opponent and not just, you know, your first team defense your scout defense, whatever it is. So if they look like truly Gar- like garbage against the Giants on Thursday, then it might go up to like a five or a six. But for right now, I'm not too worried about it. You know, it's training camp. The point of training camp is to get all the kinks out before you go into preseason play. So again, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um, now I am a, I'm a five. I'm right down the middle. I'm kind of, I'm like worried. In oh, the I, the most I just want them to do. Where I just want that. No, you're not the most confident. No, you're the most worried. You're the worst oh, confident. Oh, 10 is super. I, oh, I yeah. So oh. what, did you want to be a three then to kind of reverse it from seven to a three? Yeah, I guess kind of. I fucked that one up. Wow. Yeah, you did. I, I was like, you sound really calm for a guy that's at Yeah, I was like, that's, that's, yeah, that's no. crazy. Oh, yeah, no, I messed that up. Yeah, no, that's I'm quite wild. calm. I mean, right. like, I just rest okay. on my laurels. Like, they'll figure it out. Okay. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm a five, probably leaning towards a four, um, probably almost going towards a four. Um, last question I wanted to ask you, Al, do you know what round Troy Brown was drafted in? I don't off the top of my head. If I had to take a guess, I'd say like hilarious. I'd say like the fourth round, the fourth round. That is your, that's your final answer. Yeah, I know it's not right, but I, I, I'm curious. Troy Brown, and I knew you would never get this, was drafted in the eighth round, a round that they don't even have anymore. Oh, I should. You know, it's funny. I was thinking like seventh round. I swear to God, I was thinking like seventh round. But I'm like, that's too low for him, you know, with Why? his production. But in, in 1993, and uh, Liam, I did actually get an answer to our last question. I think that was the last year they had an eighth round. No shit. Now that I'm looking at relic. it, yeah. Yeah, that was the last year because in 1994, there are no stats for any eighth round. So Troy Brown, one of the last eighth round picks, great eighth round pick. Uh, that's a fun fact. I, I learned that and I was like, holy shit, that's wild. Um, but so unless you guys have any parting words, this was Tuck Rule Takes. I am Mike Sullivan. That is Liam McDade. Al was with us as well. Um, Al, I call you by your first name. Um, one, because I don't want to mispronounce your, your last name. And two, because I think that you're one of those people like Madonna, Prince, Eminem. You only deserve just one name. <laughs> so Al, um, Big Al, like Biggie Smalls, Biggie Al. Um, next week, same ring. time, uh, we'll be getting you ready for the preseason game. Hopefully no crazy cuts are going on. Ronnie Perkins, please stay on the team. Um, but other than that, we are out. Go Pats. Go Pats. Sweet feet. Sweet feet.